630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right. Well, I hate to alarm everybody, but I've been doing some thinking. I heard something last night that got me thinking, and that got me talking to some people today, and that got me thinking even more. And then when I get thinking, that means I'm going to get talking on the show tonight, and that means I'm hoping that maybe you'll want to talk to me a little bit as well. So, again, I I hope this... my process of thoughtfulness does not alarm everybody out there because it could get a little strange at times. Who knows? Maybe even a little unfocused, but uh, I just, I want to, obviously we're going through a really tough time here with the Edmonton Oilers. What are they at now? Two, nine and two in their last 13 games. I'm starting to lose track. They, they have a lot of problems. They're allowing the first goal. Their save percentage is dropping. The special teams aren't doing very well. It's not overly often. They get a goal from a depth player. Uh, the big guys aren't scoring as much as they used to. They're giving up too many odd man rushes. Some of the, uh, at least how the coach is deploying the ice time for some of the players, all those types of things. So d- depending on how you want to prioritize things and the categories you put them in, you may have a list of five or six problems for the Edmonton Oilers. If you break things up a little more, you, you could have 10, 11, or 12. We know there are a lot of things going wrong right now. Unfortunately, they're all sort of happening at the same time. I mean, there might have been, well, there were issues when they started 9-1 and one and 16-5, and five, but they, they weren't all happening at the same time, and some things were going well that were allowing them to overcome their issues. Well, now they, you, know, you don't put many things on the positive side of the ledger, quite frankly, if anything, in some of the games. And now they're in a really tough spot here. They have dropped out of a playoff spot in terms of points percentage. And yes, if you go on the NHL standings on the NHL website, the Oilers in terms of points are in the second and final wildcard spot in the West. But if you use points percentage, they are actually 10th, not 8th. And uh, I often look at points percentage, especially at a year like this, where with all the postponements and everything, you're you're having a big discrepancy in games played for some teams. For example, you know, just look in the Oilers division. Vegas and Anaheim have played 36 games. Calgary's played 31. Edmonton's played 34. So it's all over the place. So if you look at points percentage, it goes Winnipeg, last playoff spot, then L.A., then the Edmonton Oilers, and then San Jose and Vancouver are lurking behind that. So anyway, uh, basically they, they've dropped out. They are not right out of it, and there are still a lot of games left, but we're at the point where we're recognizing something has to change. And I say something has to change because, and this is what got me thinking here, you have to identify one thing first and then maybe go from there. Because if you try to change everything at once and things still aren't working, then can you really be sure what the core of your problem is? And I poached a clip here from my buddy's show, and he's going to be on a little bit later on. Uh, Jay Onright's going to be on from TSN. And uh, I was watching him last night, and he had Craig Button on the show, the director of scouting for the network. And uh, he used to be a guest here on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer a few years ago when I was producing the show, former NHL general manager. And he kind of had an extended discussion uh, about the Oilers, and he acknowledged they have a lot of issues. But he kind of focused on one thing right here. I'm going to say this, I've said this. This is subpar goaltending. It, 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 it is submarine the team. And until it gets fixed, it's not going to fix the Oilers' problems. And you can't even evaluate anything else until you address the goaltending. And right now, Jay, it, it, it's like a rickety, it's like walking across a rickety bridge. 
you know, everybody's walking. Oh, I better make sure I don't walk on that weak board. Uh, that's the one that might collapse. Everybody's sitting on the bench waiting for that bad goal to go in. And it doesn't start when the puck drops. It starts in the afternoon. It starts in the morning of a game. You don't know what kind of goaltending you're going to get. To me, when you know what the problem is, you got to find a solution. That's on Ken Holland. And what really stood out for me there, and he, he's used that rickety bridge analogy before. He was on with Rod Peterson a couple of days ago, and he, he used the, the same sort of story to talk about the goaltending. I think that's a fair way to describe it. You know, are, are just you even as a fan, are you feeling tense when the shots go on Smith or Koskinen or Skinner? Or are you feeling tense when Koskinen goes out to play the puck? Are you expecting the Oilers to allow the first goal? And that's not always goaltending related, to be fair, but sometimes it is. So what really struck me there, what Craig Button said is, you can't even begin to evaluate anything else until you address the goaltending. Okay, so this is, I guess this is my question to you, and I'm going to get into some stats here and some comparisons and maybe even some possible solutions for the Oilers when it comes to goaltending. Because, you know, we've, we've talked about it a lot. I know when Rob Brown are asked, are asked about things after games, or are they going to trade for a goaltender? We've always said, and, and I, to me, this was a fair and sober approach, you have to see how Mike Smith plays. Uh, well, Mike Smith's health is, is going to be a concern. He missed a lot of time. He played a couple of games. He missed a couple of more games. And then he came back and played last night. Um, so, and now with the Oilers slipping out of a playoff spot, is, is this the big one? And I guess that's what I want to ask you. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. Of all the things we discussed, depth scoring, some of the defensemen not being able to move their feet very well, too many turnovers, moving the puck up the ice before you hit the red line, uh, slumping special teams, all that kind of stuff. Do you, want, do you want to talk about that stuff, or is it just one big thing that needs to be fixed, and then you see what happens for a chunk of games? And, and maybe that's not the goaltending to you. Maybe it's something else. But, you know, if, if, you're, if you're the general manager, you can play the armchair general manager. Do you have to say, okay, I, I understand all the problems, but I have to treat some of them as just noise and just focus in? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're trying to, to get healthier as a human being, say you're an unhealthy, obese human being with all these bad habits, do you, can you cut out all the bad habits at once? Or do you say, okay, I need to take three months and eat better. And then I need to take three months and quit smoking or whatever. And then I'm going to become a walker or a runner in the other three runs. Because if you do it all at once it might be overwhelming and, and you might not be sure what's making the most difference or if you're really doing that effectively. So if you're Ken Holland, do you try to pluck at all these problems at once and now this player does this and now this, or, or do you say, okay, it's one thing. And we know in hockey, the one thing that is more transformative than anything else is often a strong goaltender. It is the most important position on the ice, even on a team that has Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or some of the other star players on different teams around the league. And, and here's where we are now statistically. The Oilers in terms of five-on-five five special teams, so we'll leave power plays and penalty kill out of the equation. The Oilers, when it comes to five-on-five five save percentage, are now 29th in the NHL. Th uh, uh, what would that be? Fourth last now, I guess, because there's 32 teams. Their five-on-five five save percentage is 909. So I thought to myself, all right, so that's 
that's the save percentage five on five. 29th. What if they were 16th, right in the middle of the league? Just just average. 16th. That's currently Anaheim. 923 five on five save percentage. If that were the Oilers save percentage, and again, I'm not counting special teams, they would have allowed 12 fewer goals against. 12 fewer goals against in, uh, what are we up to now, 34 games. That's fairly significant. I, I talked to somebody I know who's, uh, who's, who's big into analytics. And I know sometimes I, I poke fun at some of the analytics stuff, but that's basically me just trolling them because they can be pretty, pretty trolly themselves sometimes. Um, and I, saw, I told this stat to this gentleman I know who does analytics. And I said, okay, 12 goals against, but you know, if you win a game, uh, you know, 6-2, does it matter if it was 6-2 uh, or 6-3? If you, if you lose a game 4-1 or 5-1, does, does it really matter? You've still lost. And he said, he said, Reed, I'm going to tell you something, you lovable old fool. He said, I usually say that every five and a half goals is worth a win. So from his math, we can just modestly predict that if the Oilers had an average save percentage five on five, they would have four, maybe five more points, which would not put them strongly in the postseason. It would not put them at the top of the division, but it would certainly have more uh, space between them and their pursuers than they have right now. Okay, let's go to the Certainty Hotline. We have Mike standing by. Mike, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. Uh, good talk. I like your talk show and everything. Um, what I would do is I, I'd, I'd bring up Skinner. I'd play him until they figure out the goalie situation. I wouldn't put Smith back in net. Koskinen, I wouldn't put back in that either. I'd have Smith back up, Skinner. Second of all, I don't know why Holland didn't find a goalie during the last two years during the pandemic. You know, Dubnik's out there. Maybe go grab him. Maybe he could help out. And third, the defense got to block more shots. Every time I watch Nurse, he's always ducking or trying to hide from getting hit by the puck. So, you know, Skinner's got a better save percentage. Why isn't he playing? Well, he might. You know what? That might be the short-term solution. I mean, what if Skinner played seven out of the next 10 games and you keep looking for a deal while that's going on. That might be the point they're at, right? Yeah, I like that. I like Skinner. He, he played pretty good in the last couple of games. And I don't know why, ha I know Holland and, and Smith have some sort of weird relationship, but you can't be putting a guy in who's been out for two and a half months. Who's I think injured. Tip it, tip it at Smith, right? Or, sorry, tip and yeah. Smith, right? <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and okay. uh, putting him in net and the guy's injured. Like you're trying to win games, put Skinner in, ride him out, the defense have to pick up their play a bit and start blocking more shots and getting back. And same with the forwards. It's got to be better back-checking. Benson's back-checking his ass off. Sorry, those other guys should be watching what he's doing. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. We'll also get Abe on the show. Abe, go ahead. Hi, Reed. I'd just like to say with the goaltending thing, I've been you, – you build a team from the goaltender out. And we've been lacking it for years. But there's one thing I can't understand with this, and I've been calling for it myself when I've called in and for years, and that I don't understand why we keep this goaltending coach here, Schwartz, that we have. He's gone through about four GMs, probably six to seven different coaches, and he's still there. I don't know what the connection is, if he's got a connection with Kate or whatever it is. But as long as we have that guy there running the goaltenders, he's never made anybody into anything. Only when they leave our team, 
they go elsewhere and they become something like Dubnik did and uh, Cam. He, well, okay, Abe, he, okay, to be fair, Schwartz was not Dubnik's goalie coach. Freddie Shabbat was. Well, I don't know, but you know what? No, I do know. I do know. That's it. Okay. You can have an opinion, but you can't have your own facts. Schwartz was not Dubnik's goalie coach, okay? How, how long How long has Schwartz been with the team? Uh, since 2014, I believe. He was Talbot's 20... goalie coach. Talbot was really good for a couple of years. Okay, then maybe he wasn't Dubnik, then I'm wrong about that. But 2014, we've gone through how many GMs since that? Probably three or four? Yeah, so how come none of them have made a change then? Maybe they think he's okay. What that that's what I'm wondering. How come nobody has made a change? Tell me one goaltender that's flourished under sports. Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. When he left here, Talbot was basically in trouble like the rest of the goaltenders we had. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He was, n- nobody, everybody was wanted them out in that at the time when he left. I no, I would have been fine. I would have been fine. I would have been fine with Cam Talbot staying. They, they should have picked Talbot over Koskinen. Well, like for me, I, I don't see where Schwartz is, is turning anybody into a great goaltender or anything like that, myself and that. Like, like I say, with my, I don't understand what the connection is, how come he keeps lasting here. And we could go and get a top-notch goaltender, my opinion. You can go get a top-notch goaltender, and he'll turn around and he'll look like uh, they all look the same. And that right. after right. after they get with him and that, like I say, I I don't have no confidence Abe, in that Abe, guy. Abe, Abe, you've you we've given you the airtime, buddy. I appreciate it. Okay, call anytime. That is Abe. We got to call a quick timeout. Uh, if you're on hold, we'll get to you. It's Inside Sports on Chet. If you're on the open line, you can tell people that you opened for Jay Onright because he's coming up between 6.30 and 7. We've got former D-man Mark, 113th in Norris Trophy voting in 83-84 on the line. Mark, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how are you tonight? Good, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, I think we have a couple of problems. I mean, obviously we have a goaltending problem. I didn't like the fact that they signed Smith for two years. They they did it anyway. I think it was a mistake. Uh, I know you had some issues with them signing an older goaltender, you know, for an extended period of time. One year, I think, would have been adequate, but whatever it is, what it is, we're living with it. I mean, the real issue is the, the Koskinen contract, which I've said for years was terrible, is, sure. is, still, is still coming back to bite us in the butt. But what are what are our options at this point? I, I, and, the, and the reason why I say that is we're sitting here looking at a club that's floundering for a variety of reasons. I, I think one of our biggest issues, unfortunately, uh, besides goaltending, has been the COVID issue. I know everybody's dealing with it, but it's one thing to sit there and uh, not play for two, three weeks 
and then start back up again. It's another thing to be icing a AHL roster and, you know, having to go out there night after night and losing. And that's pretty much what Edmonton's been doing now for, seems like since Darnell Nurse got hurt and then came back. Well, tell so, you what, Mark, I, 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 I got a couple of other guys to get to. I'm going to look into some options as we move along tonight. And you may not like some of them, but I'm going to put them out there, okay? Before I go there, Reed, and I'll be very quick, I think this is a lost cause. I've said this season is a lost cause because of, you know, what's going on with COVID, and I don't think they were ready to move to the upper echelon. I don't want to see them spend and sacrifice their future for what I think, to be honest, I think this season is is done. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Always appreciate it, buddy. That's Mark on the Certainty Hotline. We also have Darren standing by. Darren, hope you're having a good day. Go ahead, man. You as well, Reed. Um, I know you said you were going to talk about goalie options later in the show, but uh, for me, um, like I think after the Ottawa game with the break, um, I think I'd call Skinner back up and uh, go with Skinner and Smith. And uh, for more long-term, like, uh, what are what are you thinking about the whole uh, possible carry price situation? Well, though, did you were you listening a few weeks ago when I talked about that? Because uh, Brian Wild from Global Montreal said that the Canadians should trade Carey Price. The problem with Price is his age, his contract, and he hasn't played a game yet this year, has he? No, he hasn't. So, but, uh, like, I was that, I was listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer today, and uh, George Larocque was on. Oh, I missed George was, today. Okay, what did he say? Yeah, he he was saying that Montreal would be willing to eat half of uh, Price's contract for how many years? Um, for the remainder? For the remainder, because they're going into a rebuild, and he was saying like they're probably like Sherratt's going to be gone. He's UFA. I'd be interested in him. Um, sound, like, I, I would assume Petrie is going to get out of there. Um, he makes seven. So, so okay, gonna, so let's talk about, so with Price, so with Price, you'd have to trade them Koskinen, right? Yeah, yeah. For the rest of this year. And then they eat Price. What does Price have left? Five after this year? Four after this year? I and think then, three, three or four, yeah. And then you'd probably have to give them... I mean, what else would it cost you? They'd have to take something. They'd want something else. Probably a first in Broberg. Yeah. Or would they say, well, we want a real goalie, not Koskinen, and would they want Skinner, right? Well, I, yeah, maybe, yeah. I Okay. (laughs) I I know it's it's an interesting chat, though. Yeah, but my, my thing is, like, if you can get price, like, obviously the main thing is, he's got to be ready to play at some point this season. And that's kind of the big question. But if you could get price at five and a half for the next three or four years, whatever it is, I can't think of a better goaltender. If you're able to keep Skinner in the trade, I can't think of a better goaltender to put uh, Skinner under the wing of price for say three years. And when price is done, now you've got Skinner at 26, 27, He's just been underpriced for a few years. So I thought that's kind of an interesting one. That is an interesting one. Okay. Thank you very much, Darren. I appreciate your call. Here's what I got to do the news and weather now. If you're on hold, uh, here's the thing. My buddy Jay Onright is scheduled to join me. He has a tight window because of his stupid TV show or because of his awesome TV show. Uh, So you can stay on hold 
or or call me back after Jay is on because I do want to talk to you. I'm glad people want to chime in tonight. Um, or if if Jay forgets, then maybe just stay on hold and I'll bring you in instead of having <laughs> have a Jay on. So that's how the next half hour is hopefully going to look. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.